Welcome to Contractor Cuts, where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing a successful contracting company. Welcome to Contractor Cuts. My name is Clark Turner. I'm Jared Flo. Thank you for joining us again. So, part two of the two things more important than quality and how to protect them. Yep. Last week, we talked through the two things, which are uh, reputation mm-hmm. and money. And money. Mm-hmm. The two things more important than quality. Quality is important. you got to have it, but that's a baseline. Yep. you got to have that no matter what. From there, you build a reputation you got to protect your money because money mm-hmm. is how you protect your reputation, yep. right? So, but you got to have a good reputation to be able to make the money. Absolutely. Yep. So, last week, if you haven't seen last week's episode, please go back watch it. Very important mm-hmm. to understand this episode. Jumping into this week, how do you protect your reputation and your money? Yep. Uh, and and for that, we we've, we've two different uh, paths, right? So, protecting your reputation means that we're going to have expectations set for homeowners mm-hmm. f- and communication throughout the job, which we're going to dive into, and how to ensure that they view you as a reputable, trustworthy company. Mm-hmm. Uh, protecting your money is setting expectations for the subcontractors, your labor, your, labor. your vendors, right. whoever that is, making sure that they're executing right. You're not overpaying them. You're paying them as you as you uh, have agreed to. But all the expectations of pay – Work, quality of work, all that set up front, and that will protect the money. Right. So let's dive into that a little bit. So let's start with setting expectations for homeowners. How do we do that? All that sort of thing. Jared, what is the secret sauce that we have as a contracting company Mm -hmm. that has helped us protect that reputation? Well, we we have understood from making tons of mistakes that communicating – and setting clear guidelines and expectations before the job is vitally important to how the job goes, yep. how, how the client is going to experience this job. And so we have something that's called a CEA, a client engagement agreement. Um, and it goes through all the different things, the pitfalls, the, thing, the potential things that can happen, and setting the expectations and guidelines so that everybody knows what to expect, how to operate throughout the duration of the renovation, yep. the kitchen, the whatever's happening, setting those clear expectations up front. Yep. So the, the client engagement agreement is what we call it. That is done before we start the renovation. Yep. We sit down, sometimes before we even have a signature on the estimate, mm-hmm. we'll sit down and set, set those expectations for the client. And what that agreement is, if you're not in alliance and, and you're just running on your own, it is writing out the rules of engagement. Yep. It is before I start, this is how we operate. This is what I expect from you, and this is what you should expect from me. Right. And so we lay all of that out there for the client ahead of time to where all of the rules of the game are set. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I always describe it as if we're about to play basketball mm-hmm. and we start playing, and then I'm like, hey, that's out of bounds. And you're what? like – I, I didn't know it was out of bounds. Well, that's out of bounds. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's out of bounds, too. You can't step over there. Oh, and that's only two points, not three points. Yeah. Because you didn't know the rules of the game. Yeah. What we do with the client engagement agreement is we sit down and say, Jared, just so you know, as my client, when you step past this line, it's out of bounds. Does that make sense? Do you agree to that? Right. Yes, we do. If you do this and, and, and step over here, that's out of bounds, too. Is that okay? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So as we're going along in the job – they uh, they step out of bounds. I can say, hey, Jared, you know, we talked about this. 
we really run it a different way and this isn't okay. And you're like, oh, that's right. We talked about that beforehand. I'm not going to do that again. I'm so sorry. Whereas if we didn't have that talk in the beginning with mm-hmm. the client engagement mm-hmm. agreement, I say, hey, Jared, that's out of bounds. You can't do that. You say, well, I didn't know that. No, that I thought I can do that and I think I should be able to do that mm-hmm. because the expectations weren't set of you before we started. Right. And so setting client expectations all begins with that front end conversation. And the, I, I think one of the great things about that mm-hmm. is that when you're talking about expectations, uh, going into a renovation, us as contractors, our expe- expectations are based off of our experience. Yep. What we've done, what we, you know, all, all the different experience we have, we have expectations of how things are going to go. Yep. And our clients' expectations, maybe they've never done a renovation before, and their expectations are set from what they've seen on TV yep. or just from what they think should happen. And if you don't uh, join those things together and set a uh, set of expectations that everybody understands and agrees to, you're, you're going you're gonna to run into problems. Yeah. You're going to yeah. run into miscommunications. You're going to have your client having expectations of you that you don't even know. Yeah. They're, every person, every client that you are ever going to have has some sort of expectation of how the job should run. Mm-hmm. Your job as a contractor is to either confirm that expectation or set new expectations and help them understand what that is, right? Yeah. So our job, our number one job as a general contractor in any business that you're running, whether it's roofing, painting, gutters, cleaning, GC, whatever it is, your job 100% is to set the expectation of exactly how your job Runs might be different than the last renovation mm-hmm. they did. Most people have never done one before, right? This is how it goes. Now, if you're a small guy, let's say you're a roofer, right? It's a one-day job. You're going to get in and get out. This is what we do. This is how we cover your bushes. This is how we clean up after we're done. This is where I'm going to put my dumpster. I need your car out of the driveway. This is what you should expect from us. We will be 100% clean up, but don't walk your dog that day because there will be nails in your – setting all of that up on the front end before starting – Stops the 17 phone calls throughout the day. Right. Well, I can't walk my dog. Well, I can't do this. Well, I tried to park in the driveway, but your dumps, all of that stuff is taken care of. So looking at what you struggle with day to day, I mean, that's how our client engagement was built, was we looked at day after day after day, client after client. What are bottlenecks that we're running into? What what are common problems and issues we're running into? It was 15 years, and we're still changing. I mean, Mm -hmm. we changed two weeks ago. Of oh that was an issue that we didn't set a good expectation for so let's go and put that in our client yeah. engagement so then they can now understand that this is how it happens if that happens so Clark how how does that uh, doing that and 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 the CEA how does that connect to reputation uh, good 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 question so reputation is connected to setting those expectations because those expectations affect how you enjoy or don't enjoy the renovation. Mm-hmm. Those expectations that you agree to before we start might actually lower some of the things you thought. Right. right? I'm not going to call, I'm not going to be on site 7 days a week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be here 3 times this week. I'm going to check in, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Is that okay with you? You say okay. So your expectation went from thinking you'd see me 7 times in a week to see me 3 times in a week. Right. Right? And so now that So now I'm not disappointed. Now when I show up 3 times, you're like, "Great, I'm getting exactly what I want." Mm-hmm. Where previously you said, okay, in my head, I think he'll be here every single day. And he hasn't been here four days this week, uh-huh. right? And so you're disappointed because you think I'm not giving you what you paid for. right? And what the, the client engagement and the expectations we set up in the front end is 
this is exactly what you're paying for. Mm -hmm. And if you say, Clark, I want you here seven days a week, then I would say, okay, well, what I quoted you was three days. If you want me here more than that, I'm going to need to increase the cost. I don't think I need to increase the cost because three days will allow me to do my job perfectly. But if you want me here more, we can charge you more. Right. And every single time the client says, I think I'm good with three days. <laughs> That's how you guys do it. That's good. Well, I'm yeah. good with me. But now week three, I've only been here six times, right? Three days a week, you know, and you're like, this is great. You're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. All my expectations are met. And so you're, you're happy with us. You still trust us. We're doing what we said we were going to do. Mm -hmm. And our reputation is, is that we are a company that does exactly what we say we're going to do and manages the job well. Yeah. I, I think, I think one of the other things for me that, that it helps with reputation mm -hmm. is most of the time, I mean, in, in this industry, contractors have a really horrible reputation of taking advantage of people, overcharging people, mm -hmm. not communicating, not showing, you know, all, all the different Fly stuff. By night. Yeah. That's right. And, and as a consumer, you're, you're going into this and you're asking your neighbor, you're looking for reviews and, and trying to <clears throat> make a choice on who to use, but mm -hmm. you're, you're trying to avoid. You're trying to get what you want. Trying to get the renovation that you want and avoid being overcharged and and, and being screwed by somebody. Yep. Um, and by from before we've even spent a dollar, before we've even set foot on site, swung a hammer, we're spelling out all of the possible problems that we've experienced that we want to set guidelines for on the mm -hmm. front end so that everybody knows how to operate. Because we want to make sure that you, Mr. Client, don't get taken advantage of. Yep. And we want to make sure we don't get taken advantage of. And that sets a precedence of trust. Yeah. And and I think off the bat, uh, it, it builds reputation. It builds that trust yep. and it builds that reputation of like, you know what? These guys have thought through this. And it's not just them trying to get money from me. Yeah. It actually feels like them trying to partner with me to deliver what I'm trying to yep. get. We start day one as your advocate. Let me uh -huh. show you all the all the pitfalls of renovations and how we deal with them. And some you might not like. You might want me there seven days a week. You yep. might not like that, but you understand it and we agree to it. Right. So here are the pitfalls. I'm your advocate here. I'm not trying to extract money from you. Like most GCs or contractors are trying to get the most money out of your pocket to where right. you feel like you got to be right. guarded. But instead we approach our clients and say – this is the pitfalls. This is the, how we do things. This is how we ensure that you're going to enjoy this renovation. Uh, and if you know we're all going to follow these rules, are you okay with agreeing to them? And then I can hold you accountable. You hold me accountable to them. And we have a an exact rules of that we all follow for this to be an enjoyable, reputable renovation by the end of it. Yeah. And so that you know that's one of the big parts of that for us. It's, a, it's an hour and a half, sometimes two-hour meeting before we've even got a, a, a signature on the contract. Right. And so right. for us. Let's take a quick break. Hey, real quick. You're listening to this podcast because you are growing your company to the next level. Getting efficient, building structure, and creating organization is the foundation of growth. We've created ProStruct 360 software so you can spend less time doing paperwork and more time growing your company. Sign up today for free at ProStruct360.com. Whether you're using our free version to send estimates and invoices and getting paid online, or you choose one of our paid subscriptions that add in sending work orders, email, and QuickBooks integrations, and so much more, stop putting off what you know is necessary to get to the next level. Take control of your growth at ProStruct360.com. 
we have we do that because if I can sit down with a client who has no clue how renovation runs, I can explain to them how we run a renovation, what they can expect, what they cannot expect, and what I expect out of them. They feel I have the whole picture of what the ne- what this is going to be, and I can't get screwed. Yep. And so I think in 15 years doing this, the setting these expectations in this meeting, I think we've lost one client after that meeting. Right. Right. Out of out of 15 years of clients sitting down with us, <clears throat> they come to that meeting and they usually say, "I trust you guys. I'm yep. going to sign and, and so move a forward." So 99.9 percent land yes. ratio. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, it's uh, I literally can think of one guy from, and he was an investor from years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Outside of that, it is it is a great sales tool, but more yep. importantly, it, it is a reputation tool because right. all renovation long, you are not breaking their trust, but doing what you mm-hmm. say you're going. Now you got to live up to it. You yep. got to visit that house when you say you're going to visit that house. You got to send e- emails when you say you're going to send emails. But if you can do that, you've broken no trust for three and a half weeks, and then in the fourth week, something goes wrong. Yep. I've got a full a full bucket of trust. I yep. haven't emptied it yet throughout the whole renovation to where when I paint the house gray instead of blue mm-hmm. and there's that argument and, and headbutting, I've already built trust with them to where yep. they say, you know what? I believe that you le- legit thought I meant gray. Why don't we share this cost? Right. Right. It, it really diffuses those issues once you've done that from the beginning. Right. So right. setting those expectations up front following through with them and holding them to it and, and, and making sure that you are doing what you say you're going to do is how you build the reputation throughout it. And it also helps you finish well and say, and protect your money. Well, and it's, uh, we've, we've said before that most of the time referrals come associated with the experience, not necessarily just the quality. Yep. Um, and you know, your client is talking about the guy showed up on time, all the, all the different yep. stuff. And what you're doing with this client engagement agreement is you are giving a prelude into this is how the story is going to go. Yep. This is how your experience is going to be. Here's what you can expect. Here are the guide rails. If this happens, this is how we're going to operate. And that that is the, the front end of setting up their their experience which they're going to start relaying to other people like mm-hmm. i had a great experience with them they said it they told me what to expect they delivered on that when things went wrong this is how they handled it but they told me about that on the front end yep. and that's the thing that they go on google that's the thing they tell their neighbor about that's the reputation thing that's yep. where reputation is the thing that people talk about to other people our general contracting company <clears throat> uh, we're in our 16th year and this is our first year that we've spent a penny on advertising, and we just started doing it because we've got some TV. We shows only spent a penny. We spent a little more than that, but okay. I mean, I mean, less than a thousand bucks on advertising, yeah. and we're a pretty big company, and it's solely pushing out that we're on TV and come watch us, and and, and pushing to our local markets about the the TV shows we're on. Outside of that, a hundred percent of our marketing was organic, and a hundred percent of our our marketing was our clients telling other people. Now we we have ways that we push that and ask that and. And we, we walk guys through how to do that. Right. But we don't spend money on marketing because organically people tell mm-hmm. each other about us. Mm-hmm. And so we feel like if we if we plant that seed and we water and take care of it, we don't have to go buy the fruit that uh, later in, in marketing. The fruit happens from that. And so yeah, uh, reputation provides my leads. I don't have to yep. go buy them. Yep. yep. Yeah. And if, if you're having to buy leads there's if it's not your first year of business and you haven't been able to build that reputation yet 
there's a, there's an issue probably right. happening. And so right. we, we dive d- deep into that and see where your leads are coming from, how, you, how you're doing that. But this is setting up you, all, the, the importance of reputation. Yeah. Now, it also saves you money, like we said, on, on the negotiations once you're in a bad situation with a homeowner of who's going to pay for what when something right. goes wrong. Right. The backside of it, though, that we mentioned in the beginning is setting expectations for your labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's, I think, a very important part. So, Jared, how do we do that? How do I set up expectations to where it saves me money? Because that doesn't make sense to me. It, it, ha- most people... If I set up expectations, how is it saving me money? Right. And how do right. you set expectations? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, the the when it comes to the labor piece of it, a lot of a lot of contractors are 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 finding somebody who can do whatever it is the 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 paint, the tile, the flooring, whatever, and allowing them to go out and quote here I'm going to do this for you, and I'm going to I'm going to charge you this amount of money. And they just run that way, and and they can get some jobs done. But the reality is, is that they're allowing that sub or vendor to run the direction and to dictate how that story goes mm-hmm. for the client, right? And they're dictating the cost. And what what we try to do is we actually do that. Uh, the same way we do it with our clients is we try to set it up on the front end. So when we find a new subcontractor or a new vendor, we bring them in and have a conversation with them. We get to meet them. We get to learn who they are. But we also go through something that we call our subcontractor agreement that spells out all the expectations of how we want them to operate. Um, every Everything from insurance to engaging with the client or not. Do they talk to them? If the client talks to them, how do they handle it? Mm-hmm. Um, what? How to deal with the referrals? How, how to, to deal, deal with, with referrals? Dress code. All how are stuff, you yeah. going to be paid? What are you expected to do on a job site and not? And how do you know? Yeah. Um, and we we show them that we use a work order system that spells out exactly what they're going, what we want them to do, from you know all the specifics of every line item. And here's exactly what you're going to get paid to do that. And here's a time frame I need it. And here's a time frame to get that done. And so it, it's it's putting it's putting expectations on the subcontractor. And the 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 cool thing is is that our subcontractor agreement mirrors the um, promised expectations of our client engagement. Yep. Right. And so the people who are on site who are actually delivering the product, putting the paint on the wall, putting the floor in, whatever it is, they're they're being led by us to do things a certain way that match what we told our client that great, what we're going to do. A great example of that is in our client engagement agreement, we say, listen, you you get one point of contact. That is your project manager. Usually the, the project manager is sitting in the room or it's me walking through this. I'm your one point of contact. Uh, what, we, what we agree on in this is that you're not going to talk to any of my labor on site. Uh, I don't want you asking them questions. These guys are paid uh, for the, the job in total. They're not paid hourly. So my painter, who's walking you around for an hour showing you the paint job, is it, you're, did that for free. He's doing it for free. Mm-hmm. So don't 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 take that from our painters. And he might tell you something that he doesn't know that I do know. He might say, no, we're not painting the basement. Well, I might have a different crew coming in to do that. So we tell our clients, hey, you need to talk to me. If you have any questions, call me. Do you agree not to talk to my crews, not to get their numbers, not to – not to ask them questions. Obviously, if you walk in the house and it's painted red and you were supposed to paint it white, you can say, guys, stop, stop. Let's let's involve course, our project course, manager. Right. But outside of that, do you agree to that? Clients say, yeah, that makes sense. Subcontractor agreement. Mirrors the same thing. Hey, do not talk to our clients. If they try to talk to you, 
you defer them to, to your project mm -hmm. manager. You say, listen, here's the phone number. I give you full permission to not answer a question. Yeah. And our subs love that. They're and like, because, Great, because we've already defined the rules mm -hmm. um, with the client by the subcontractor saying, hey, uh, I need for you to call this other guy, which could previously, if there was no conversation ahead of time, could come across as this guy's being a jerk. Mm -hmm. like, why is he? I just want to ask him a question. We've already defined, yep. you don't have a conversation with this guy because we have one point of contact to make sure that there's clarity on the information that yep. needs to be, that, that's important on this job. So when our sub says, you know, <clears throat> go call the project manager, the client's like, oh, that's right, I should call them to where it's not a confrontational and, and, and nothing else. So right. that's a, an example of, of yeah. how they mirror each other. But setting those up and showing them this is how we pay, this is how you get paid, I'm going to send you a work order. If you disagree with it, you got to talk to me before you start the work. No invoices will be paid or change orders will be paid without prior approval. Mm -hmm. All this stuff that we say to the, the, the client as well. That way, I'm sending you a work order. I need you to do a roof. I need you to do painting. I need you to do whatever it is. $4,000 for this. That's what you're going to get paid to accept. Great. When you start work, you're going to be accepting the job. Mm -hmm. Now, if you change from that price point, any change order is going to be outside of the scope of work I sent you. Right. Right. And so if there's a change order outside of that scope, oh, the, the homeowner also mentioned they want to paint the basement. I can go to the homeowner and say, hey, the basement's going to be an extra $3,000. They approve it. Then I give a new work order to my right. crew. Right. No, I know 100% how much I'm going to pay my subs mm -hmm. and how much I'm going to charge my client before work starts on anything. Which is, which is protecting money because if there, if, if there was – if you didn't have that, if you didn't have that predetermined, it's very easy for there to become confusion in the middle of that. And all of a sudden the, the, the client comes in and says, but I told this guy that I wanted this done. Yep. And why is it not done? And you, you, all of a sudden, you're in the middle of the decision. Do I sacrifice money or do I sac sacrifice reputation? It's not my fault that they talk to this person, but I got to make sure this client's happy. So I'm going to yep. go ahead and pay to get it done, yeah. right? Or I quoted the client six thousand. I got my crew in there getting knocked out for four. At the end of the job, my crew says, "Hey, we actually ended up spending an extra week out here than I thought. Here's your invoice for sixty-two hundred. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't have." A work order i like okay well that's fine you did that extra work but i gotta pay that mm -hmm. at this point i can't go back to my client without ruining my reputation and saying hey i know i quoted you six i need 68 so uh -huh. then i make a couple right you know, and so it's one of those things of if you set how you pay and what's okay and how they get paid and how they get extra money beyond the scope mm -hmm. up front then you don't end up having to pay it on the back end and losing money so everything that we do before we start a job is set numbers. We know who's getting paid what, and if any changes happen, they happen in the in the time frame that I can go back to the client and say I missed the estimate. That's right. If I send you a work order for four and you look at it and say I need sixty two, if it happens before we start the job, I can go to the client and say Hey, I missed this. I didn't realize we needed to do a primer coat. I didn't realize we needed to to pull off this and do this. So I need a little extra money before we start. If you don't want to go forward with us, I totally get it. If you would like us to complete it, it's actually going to be seven grand. Now the mm -hmm. client's not going to love that, but they're not trapped. Right? They're not. They're not pre-tied to us where they have to pay that. And they say, "Yeah, I get it. That's fine. I'll go with you." Or that's I'm gonna I'm gonna chop it around elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Either way, I'm not screwed. Yeah. Right. I've got it all set up. Well, and I I think one of the one of the things that that uh, kind of wraps all of this up for me yeah. is that if if you are being proactive 
and looking at your jobs on the front end and saying, you know what, I'm going to do everything I can do to set this up for success. I'm, I'm going to have the conversations with the client. I'm going to have the conversations with the subcontractors, being proactive yep. about the potential issues, setting yourself up for success. You come out a lot better on the back end of it. Yep. If you're if you're being reactive, there's a lot of dominoes that that affects. Um, that you know, we we could deep dive into the difference between proactive and reactive. Yep. But I think when you're when you're talking about the the quality of a job going well mm-hmm. associated with the reputation and money, if you're being reactive, you're it's going to cost you money yep. or it's going to cost you a reputation because nobody understands and everybody's looking at you to fix the situation. Yep. No matter what it is, whether it's your subcontractor coming back and saying. I don't know what to tell you. It's going to cost you sixty-five at the end of the job, right? Or a client who's frustrated. If you've if you've set yourself up for for success and been proactive with the way that you've you've started the job, yep. it's going to clear up a way to protect your reputation and protect your money at the end of the day. But how do I be proactive, Jared? That that's one of the big things that I don't know how to do. <clears throat> and and what the answer to that is. There's three questions you can sit down on Monday and look at every job that you have and ask yourself. Yep. And and we go through that in our training of, you know, these are the three things that you look at a job. I need you to set aside one hour Monday morning, wake up an hour early, go through your jobs and ask yourself yourself these three questions proactively set you up for the whole week. It's not hard. Yep. You just don't know what to do, so you just don't do it. And yep. that's the problem with a lot of contractors that come in. So that's something that, that we go over in, in some of our seminars uh, and really dive deep. Uh, the the client engagement agreement, the subcontractor paperwork, all of our paperwork on our company that we use, we give to our ProServe Alliance executive partners. Mm-hmm. If you're an executive partner, it is like a company in a box that you're receiving. Uh, the executive level is getting everything that we've got. It's really starting a franchise of us without yep. our name and without with your, our hand With your, your logos, pocket. with your company information, all of that And stuff, no, yeah. no percentage of your sales coming, right. like, like a normal franchise. So we've got a level that gives you all that. If you, if you don't need that, if you've got a lot of your processes set up and you just want some help understanding, we've got our, our standard ProServe Alliance partnership that allows you to come to our uh, end of the year retreat. We do a lot of seminars with you. We do a blueprinting session with you. We get you set up on some of these basics that you need to know for the foundation to grow, to, to build that house on. Yep. Uh, and then we also have just the software. If you just want our software and you enjoy uh, consuming some of our education, you can build it kind of yourself on the software. Great. We've just offered that. Our software, Use the software as the backbone of your company and, and, and run with it. Uh, the software is better than anything out there. Yeah. And that's, that's the cool part is, uh, you know, that's where we've really found traction in this industry is that the software is better than what's out there. Yeah. And our our processes and procedures that we're that we're teaching alongside of it is they work together. It's not they just work a, hand in hand. That's it's not, right. It's not a tool. The software isn't just a tool like a, like a lot of guys use their software. It is the backbone for duplicating yourself, managing your employees, managing your client communication, managing your estimates that turn into work orders and also turn into invoices at one page. It's super simple and great and easy. 
uh, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. not to self promote, but you, you got you, at least do a demo of the software and try it out for free mm-hmm. for a month. You can uh, check it out proservalliance.com. You yep. can check out the, the the software. All the different things that we offer are available. Absolutely. Sign up for one of our uh, free seminars. Uh, we'd love to see in Atlanta if you want to come to one of our two days or come to our end of the year retreat that, that we're doing in January. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Thanks.